friends, and welcome to episode 703 of the Juicebox Podcast. On today's show, we're going to be speaking with Katie. She's had type 1 diabetes for only about a year. But Katie's going to give a whole new meaning to the word open and honest on today's show. While you're listening, please do remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. Are you looking for the Diabetes Pro Tip series? It begins at episode 210 in your podcast player or can be found at diabetesprotip.com and juiceboxpodcast.com. If you would like a list of the episodes available on the Pro Tip series or really lists of all the different series in the podcast, you really should consider joining the private Facebook group Juicebox Podcast Type 1 Diabetes and then going up to the Featured tab where they are all listed in a very neat and orderly fashion. The T1D Exchange is looking for U.S. citizens who have type 1 diabetes or are the caregivers of someone with type 1 to take a brief survey at t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. This show is sponsored today by the glucagon that my daughter carries, Gvoke Hypopen. Find out more at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juicebox. Today's podcast is also sponsored by Touched by Type 1. Head over to touchedbytype1.org to learn more about this great little organization or to get tickets for their upcoming extravaganza, which yours truly will be speaking at. Lastly, but not leastly, the podcast is sponsored today by the Contour Next One Blood Glucose Meter. You can get the Contour Next One at contournext.com forward slash juice box. You will find links to all of the sponsors in the show notes of your podcast player and at juiceboxpodcast.com. My name's Katie. I'm 28 years old and I was diagnosed with type one diabetes. Um, actually, I think it's going to be a year ago tomorrow. Really? Yeah. I just had the conversation with somebody recently where I said like, so excited and like, like a child. I was like, you know, everybody comes on on their birthday or their anniversaries or something like that. I was like, it's such a coincidence. And I realized that's not a coincidence. People look at the calendar and and pick when they come. So they're probably this one. This one was semi coincidence. This was like the earliest, you know, date yeah, you had on and all that fun stuff. And then I just was like, oh, well, that's the day before. That's kind of cool. Nice. Well, I'm happy you're here, and um, a year's an interesting amount of time. So say it again. You were how old when you were diagnosed? I was 27. Okay. Do you have any expectation of this uh, in the family or anything? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I'm, <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I mentioned in my email. Um, I have, my mom is a type one. Um, two of her sisters are type one. And then another one of her sister's daughters, so my first cousin, is type one. So that's one, two, three, four type ones kind of in my immediate family. Your mom, two aunts. Why did I say aunt? What am I from the South? Yeah. Uh, a, a mom, two aunts, <laughs> aunts, aunt. What do you prefer, Katie? Aunt or aunt? I call aunts. I mean, I'm like semi from the South, but I, I say aunts. Okay. And then you makes five mm -hmm. in the family. Yeah. Yeah. 
You think there's going to be more? Are there other people walking around looking real nervous? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I it, Besides myself, everybody else was diagnosed when they were like six or seven years old. And it's interesting. They've all been females. Like there's no... Oh, okay. There's no males. Yeah. What else? With this, with the number like five, I feel like you're going to tell me three of them have Hashimoto's or hypothyroidism. Actually, I don't a hundred percent know. I know my mom doesn't have hypothyroid or mm-hmm. Hashimoto's. Okay. Um, I know the little cousin doesn't either, and I'm pretty sure the other two aunts did not. Fancy either. celiac. No, not that I know of. Well, well, well. Look at you yeah. all. Okay. But yeah, was, just di- just diabetes. When you hit that number, I was like, oh, there's going to be a bevy of autoimmune diseases in that family. And then nothing. Yeah, you would think. And then, I mean, I have a really big family, so I guess I don't know everybody's intimate health history, but sure. uh, not something we talk about a whole lot. But even in the extended family, I, like, I don't think that there's any other real autoimmune stuff going on. Well, that's fascinating. And all females. Yeah. All females, yeah. Okay. I think... um. I've said this before, I think. It's my wife's side of the family seems to have some autoimmune, um, mm-hmm. and it's all females. And then, su- and then suddenly my son got Hashimoto, so I guess that breaks that mold. But but I don't know. Hmm. Also, I'm adopted, so, you know. Yeah, that, I, I that's could, fair. <laughs> I could come from a wake of people with autoimmune diseases and have no idea. Um, okay, so this happened about a year ago. It wasn't a complete surprise. Uh, was it one of those that you found out really – obviously early because you're like, Oh, I recognize this or did it <laughs> um, I wish it was really. No. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I wanted to tell this story. It's hilarious, embarrassing, et cetera, et cetera, but I love it. Um, and any of my friends that listen to the story are going to love it. So I actually, you know, I'm a nurse and I worked night shift and this was last summer. I'd been like, I'd been kind of dieting, going back to the gym I was losing weight, you know, I was like, oh, great. Yay. It's finally working. I feel like you hear that a lot, mm-hmm. but, uh, and I was like really thirsty all the time, but I was like, it's summer. I'm working night shift. I drink a lot of water on night shift, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the, the way that I found out actually, um, I started having some pain in an uncomfortable area. Oh, vagina. <laughs> No, no. Oh, okay. Uh, perianal area. <laughs> oh, that's close to there, though. Okay. Yes, so, yes. So for, for the layman, uh, Katie, that's your taint? Uh, it's right around the butthole. Gotcha. <laughs> Boy, I'll oh, tell God. you what, Katie, in seven minutes, you might have named the episode right around the butthole. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I would name my episode that fast. I was well, waiting for it. Well, you're, I figured uh, it'd be something. I'm not certain what you're going to say next, but that's a strong contender. Go ahead. Uh <laughs> So your butthole Starting off strong. and you're drinking a lot of water. Go ahead. Yep. Yep. So I'm at work and you know, it's getting painful to sit down. Like diabetes is not even on my radar. I haven't thought about diabetes since like I was a kid when my mom would check my blood sugar all the time. Mm-hmm. So not even on my radar. I think that I have, um, hemorrhoid, like a hemorrhoid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So I'm at work and I'm trying to just treat it at home because I'm a nurse and I hate to go to the doctor. So, um, I like, you know, bought all the creams, all that stuff, trying to treat it at home. Nothing's working. And finally, I'm like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Um, I get off work one morning and I go to an urgent care and the doctor at urgent care, um, he looks at me and he's like, you know, have you had a hemorrhoid before? And I was like, no, I haven't. 
he was like, well, I could just prescribe you, you know, normal hemorrhoid stuff, but I'd kind of like to take a look at it. Okay, sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't think that was his cup of tea. Um. (laughs) I'm just imagining that you have to, you think to yourself, I have to let somebody look at my butthole. I'm not doing oh, it. it at, I'm not doing it at work where people can like where people I know. I'm going to go to an urgent care where I don't know these people. But before you continue with your story, because I am enjoying it, if you wrestle that Kong toy from that dog and throw him out of the room, <laughs> I'll give you ten dollars. Okay. Okay. Hold on one second. Okay. okay. I don't know if the rest of you could hear the licking and the sh- from the dog, but it was trying to get into the story and i was like oh dog can you hear me by the way while i'm talking no. okay i think i'm uh, back sorry oh gosh I just, were you talking about me when you're gone <clears throat> yeah of course while i was gone because <laughs> because you're start. i'm trying to get into the story and uh, in the background while i get here's like i'm like yeah, oh no, no I, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna lose my focus i mean you've already said taint i said vagina you've said butthole three times you're about to show a stranger your ass and i'm like i do not want that dog <laughs> eating that kong toy during this so okay Go ahead. What okay. kind of dog, by the All way? Right. Sorry. I... Um, he's like a 60-pound mutt. Oh, lovely. From the streets, I'm you know. Oh, it's nice that you took him up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, um, good urgent care. You know, the doctor wants to look at my butthole. Fine. Um, he takes a look at it. He's like, I think you have cellulitis. Mm. And I was like, okay. Um, not what I was expecting, but he sent me home with an antibiotic. He was like, there may be an abscess there if it opens you should go to the emergency room because we don't have good pain meds and it's gonna hurt <laughs> oh, oh yeah no. so oh, no 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 yeah did it happen oh yeah oh god i know somebody that this happened to and just from their description of the pain i'm already on the edge of my seat okay go ahead katie you went home okay. you must have been stunned first of all yeah i was like well i mean i kind of was just like okay i take these antibiotics for a few days everything's good and well in the world and i'm back to my life probably thrilled you don't have a hemorrhoid yeah, yeah, yeah. well yeah kind of <laughs> um i don't know much about hemorrhoids to be honest so that sounds like not a lot of fun but um i go home you know i'm like soaking in warm baths trying to make myself comfortable and at this point just to set the story up also my boyfriend and i had been together for february march april may June, four months at this point oh <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. So he's at, at our apartment. I think we were living together then. I don't know. But anyways, he's at my apartment with me and, uh, I'm in so much pain, like just can't take it. And he's like urging me this whole time, just to get in the emergency room. And I'm like, no, no, like, you know, it's fine. Um, he was like, well, what if it bursts open? And I was like, oh, I've got some gauze and some cleaning solution. Like I'll just, you know, keep it covered and it'll be fine. <laughs> And I don't know why I find that, that so funny. <laughs> like, it's because you're a nurse, right? That you had that. It is 100%. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because if you told me what if my, I want to say asshole so badly, <laughs> but what if my butthole popped open? I'd be like, that's a valid concern. Let us go to the hospital right now. Okay. Yeah. But meanwhile, me, I'm like, you know, I can take care of that. Right. Um, so it's hurting. It's getting worse, per, like throughout the day. So finally, he looks at me and he goes, do you want me to look at it? Oh, four oh, months, God. Katie. The dog's back. Yes, I. He grabbed a squeaky toy. Oh my gosh! Hold on, I'm gonna lock him in a room. There you go. The animal lovers will love it like that. Are you guys like thrilled with this story? Like I am. Like she's about to make the decision. Am I gonna show what might be a burst open butthole to my four month 
boyfriend. I don't know. Would you do it? Think about it for a second. Would you just go to the hospital? I mean, it's a big decision because this is probably, I mean, you don't know if she's still with the guy or not, right? This is probably a big moment. She's coming back. Okay. Katie, I did like a little build up while you were gone. Oh gosh. Well, because the scene, well, because yeah, because it's a big moment for you, right? If you're with him four months, you clearly like him. It sounds like you're living together. And now you have to decide, am I going to look like a, like a monster with like a hole next to my other holes. <laughs> like, right. Do I that's want that's to... not cute. And by the way, do you bend over like a counter or do you go on your back and pull <laughs> oh your God. knees up? Right. It's a big question. Don't you think? And do you leave your underwear on and just kind of show them the one spot? All right. Go ahead. Tell me what you do. Okay. Tell me. Okay. Um, I was like, well, I don't really want you looking at it, but I kind of being, you know, me, I was like, I kind of want to see a picture of it so I can get a, cause I have no idea what this looks like at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm just taking that doctor's word for it. Um, so I, I was like, yeah, if you don't mind, like, can you look at it? So I lay on the bed kind of on my side. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You gotta be comfortable. Right, right. Um, I'm going to go through this intimate experience. You got to be really comfortable. So I have to ask you, Katie. When you yeah. laid down to do it, did you give any consideration to how you would look the least vile doing it? <laughs> um, kind of. Uh-huh. I, I'm pretty sure, like, I kept the underwear, like, on and, right. you know, tried to cover myself up as much as possible. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Did you make him take a picture? <laughs> I did. No flash or flash? Oh, I don't remember. Because if you get a natural light, it looks a little nicer. And is this the first time you had ever <laughs> taken a photo of your lady bits? Or was are you had you done this in the past? No, 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 no. no oh, that, okay. that was the first. All right, all right. I'm sorry. You're on your side. Go ahead. Do you grab so, the cheek or do you expect him to do it? I have so he, many. Um, oh, gosh. I'm trying to remember. Mm-hmm. I Go think ahead. I was so, like, you know, Mortified? like traumatized yeah, at yeah, that yeah, moment. Yeah. yeah okay. That it's hard to remember the details. Um, I think that he did the cheeks. Givoke Hypopen has no visible needle and is a premixed auto-injector of glucagon for treatment of very low blood sugar in adults and kids with diabetes ages 2 and above. Find out more. Go to givoglucagon.com forward slash juice box. Givoke shouldn't be used in patients with insulinoma or pheochromocytoma. Visit givoglucagon.com slash risk. Are you in the Orlando area? Would you like to hear me speak live? Go to touchedbytype1.org, click on the Programs tab, then Annual Conference, and you can register right now for Touched by Type 1's Annual Conference, which aims to educate, encourage, and empower people living with Type 1 diabetes. Do you know what it costs to register? Nothing, it's free. Free, baby! Woo! Come on! Woo, woo! Let's do it. Get to it. Let's do it. Come on over on Saturday, August 27th. See me, Scotty. Where am I going to be? The Lowe's Portofino Bay Hotel in Orlando, Florida. That seems like it's near Universal Studios. Registration, again, is free and open to all with a connection to type 1 diabetes. Touched by type1.org. When you come over, bring your brand new meter with you. Your Contour Next One blood glucose meter. The one you're going to get at contournext.com forward slash juice box. I say it all the time. I'm not afraid to say it again. We just get the meter our doctor gives us. 
Most people don't get to choose. If they did, they would choose accuracy. They would choose a bright light, an easy to read screen, something that is small enough that could be carried in a purse or a diabetes bag that has insanely accurate results. A bonus might be test strips that allow for second chance testing and an optional app for your cell phone. For your cell phone, what happened to my, woo? Also, do we still call them cell phones? For your smartphone, for your phone, let's just call it your phone, that keeps track of the data you get from your blood tests. That's the Contour Next One blood glucose meter. That's what you're looking for. Head to contournext.com forward slash juice box right now. You can learn more or buy one today. You can actually get it online, like through Amazon and places like that. There's a link there for that. There's all this information about the accuracy of the meter, the cost you might that the costs that might be incurred with strips. And Contour likes to remind me to remind you that it's possible that buying the Contour Next One blood glucose meter would be cheaper in cash than you're paying right now for your meter and supplies through your insurance, which would be bonkers, but is possible. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. Get the blood glucose meter that I just used 20 minutes ago with Arden. There are links in the show notes of your podcast player and links at juiceboxpodcast.com to these sponsors and all of the sponsors of the Juicebox podcast. When you click on the links, you're supporting the show. Very nice of him. Go ahead. And as soon as he did that, um, it it opened. Oh, oh. And he just, oh, God bless him. He just looks up and he goes, um, I'm going to go get some toilet paper. And, <laughs> and I was like, what? And he goes, um, we're going to the emergency room. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did he reload? So, did he re-download his Tinder app on the way to the hospital? By any chance? I'm sure he did. Yeah. Oh man, it's a wonder we're still together. I don't know how that that's happened. <laughs> Was there blood and pus? I'm so sorry oh, yeah. to say. Oh my god. It's okay. Yeah, like like I said, I'm it's a nurse. A, I can it's talk okay about for it, you. But... Other people are listening to this. It's not. I know okay. they're going to be mortified. <laughs> I'm sorry if you're uh, you're listening. Your your uh, views or whatever. I, I'm sorry if that drops. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. You, you, okay. All right. Blood and pus, we get it cleaned up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's like, we're going to the emergency room. And I'm like, no, no, it's fine. Like I can and he was like, No, we're we're going. So we go to the emergency room. Mind you, I haven't eaten anything since like midnight the night before. Try not I just to haven't use, been feeling well. Yeah. yeah. And trying not to go to the bathroom too, I'd imagine. Yes, yeah, yeah. Right, that right. was excruciating. Yeah. Um go to the emergency room. I you know, we're out in the waiting room. I have to explain what happened to everybody again. Um, and this is the waiting room also at the hospital I work at, just a FYI. Hey, um, Patty. What's up, Jim? <laughs> I definitely, <laughs> definitely saw people that I have worked with. And I don't work in the emergency room, but my nurse in the emergency room I went to nursing school with, it was it was a fun time. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I bet you they weren't thrilled either. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure. Or though, do you think later they run around and they're like, oh, I saw Katie's butt today? <laughs> oh, gosh, probably. Yeah, that was right. probably a good uh, dinner conversation. What would Because if it happened in reverse, if the girl or guy that you went to nursing school with had to sh come show you their ass for some reason, would you not? I mean, where's the line in medicine? Well, I mean, I couldn't talk about who. I, I could definitely say like, hey, I had to look at a butthole today. Mm -hmm. But... 
I definitely couldn't say whose butthole. I don't know. You I, know? That's, I feel that's like, illegal. I feel like in private moments, you guys just talk about each other incessantly, but whatever, go ahead. <laughs> whatever you so, want to admit to on the podcast right now is fine. Okay. <laughs> um. So we're in the waiting room. Um. You know, when you go in the emergency room, they put in an IV and they just draw like basic lab work. Um. They drew... Um, a BMP, which is just, you know, like a metabolic panel and that has your blood glucose in it. And I get a notification on my phone because I have like a, my chart system and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And I get a notification on my phone that says, uh, my glucose was high. So I pull it up and I look at it and my glucose was 312. Mm. And I was like, okay, um, well, surely somebody's going to talk to me about that. And maybe it's just, the stress, the infection, you know, right. that can raise blood sugar. So yeah, maybe that's it. So I go the entire emergency room visit, um, which was traumatizing in itself. Um, and nobody says a word to me about the lab results. Okay. Like, yeah. Like I have no other illnesses. I'm, you know, right. nothing wrong. Um, and nobody says a word. So they end up lancing that abscess and send me home with more antibiotics, which for the record, the emergency room did not give me good pain medicine. I had, they numbed it with lidocaine, which was terrible. Well, wait, somebody took a needle and put it near your taint? Sure did. Oh my God. Um, yep. And at no point when this was happening, was it just so over, was the rest of it? So it was the fact that your ass blew open <laughs> so overwhelming that you didn't go, hey, my mom my two aunts and my cousin have diabetes and my blood sugar's high. I honestly, at, yeah, at that point, I was like, you know what? This is something I'll just deal with later. I just, I want my butt to feel better. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I hear from, like I said, I've had a person describe it to me. I, I, I think it's uh, described as a horrible feeling. Um, uh, worst pain somebody told me once they had ever experienced in their life. Oh, but, yeah. But are we getting, all right, I don't want to rush the story. This whole no, no, no. story could be about your, this entire podcast could just be about your <laughs> abscess. And then at the end, you'll be like, and I have diabetes. And I'll be like, and we have to go. So, um, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, okay. But go ahead. You're home now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm home. Um, long story short, I borrow my mom's old like meter and strips and all that stuff. Cause I was like, I'll just test for a few days, see if it comes back down. Right. You know, um, I test and I don't get a number below 300. I was like, all right. So I go to the, my primary doctor, um, does all the normal blood work. Um, my A1C I think was 12.7. Um, I was like, had the antibodies and did the C peptide and all that fun stuff. And he Mm -hmm. was like, yeah, you have type one diabetes. And do you think that that's where the abscess came from the extended high blood sugars? I maybe, um, that would be my guess. My endocrinologist, I, cause I asked her, I was like, do you think that I had this for like a long time and just didn't know it? And she was like, no, I I'm thinking it kind of started a couple weeks before you actually got diagnosed. Like it wasn't a whole, whole long time. Okay. Um, wow. And this boy stayed with you. Yep. We're still together. Wow. It's like one of those things where you went through a thing so horrifying. You're like, Trauma bonding. Yeah. Is that what that's called? (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Oh, my God. When my wife and I were dating, something so horrendous happened. I would never tell you about it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I do remember afterwards, like, thinking, like, oh, I called her back. (laughs) 
I guess like, we, we we still continued on. <laughs> I guess we like each other. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, okay. that's everybody I've told that story to is like, you know, you have to marry him, right? Well, like that's <laughs> at least buy him like a car or something, you know, like something significant that later. <laughs> yeah, he, he deserves something. Yeah, feel paid for like like in a significant way. Oh my gosh! Okay, um, how long did it take for that to heal? Um, once I started the antibiotics, it really wasn't bad. I mean, it was probably healed up in like a week or two. Okay. And, and how many days into your testing did you really, like, when did you start to think like, oh my God, I have diabetes? Like, was it the second day or did you hold out hope for a while? It was like the morning after I tested like first thing in the morning when I know like I hadn't had anything to eat, like, and it was still, you know, like 350. I was like, okay, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's that's probably real. And I called my mom, you know, my mom, my boyfriend was with me the whole time in the emergency room. Um, but I called my mom and asked for the testing supplies and kind of told her what was going on. And then I called her after I was diagnosed and she was like, well, are they sure it's type one? Maybe it's type two. Uh-huh. I think she just, Didn't you know, was kind of in yet. denial of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and she tested you a lot as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, she was worried about it for her whole life, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, you know, I, I know for her, she probably thought, like, after we grew up, like, oh, my kids made it, you know, they don't have it, we're we're good. Because the rest of the family was at a young age. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and she, in I mean, a lot of, you know, older diabetics and even people in general just, they they didn't really know that you could be diagnosed older, you know. Yeah. It was no, called they, juvenile diabetes for so long for a reason. Right, right. Oh, you got out of juvenile, you're all good now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand. Okay. Do you um do you think that you and Butt Boy will ever make a baby together? Or is this a concern for you? No, I mean, I th- I think that's still on the horizon. Okay. Um I I think that's it's kind of a concern for me. Um but I don't I don't know. Gosh, I hadn't really thought about that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, you know, we, we just we want kids so bad that, you know, I I don't know. I, I think, and, and like diabetes, it's not like a death sentence, you know, so wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, I okay. guess. And, but you have different, know. you have a different perspective. I mean, you obviously grew yes. up in a family with it and uh, you have it now yourself. Um, yeah. I know for a lot of people, like it's, it's a really, a lot of people grieve and stuff, you know, when they get diagnosed or their kid gets diagnosed because it sounds like this horrifying thing that you're going to have to deal with. And a lot of people have a hard time with that. But uh, I mean, for me, it was just like, Oh, well, this is what I do now. Yeah. Do you ever talk to your mom about it? Like, or is she kind of held the way she feels privately? No, I'm we've, we've talked about it a little bit. We're not very good about talking about our feelings, but I mean, we've talked about it a little bit. You're not good at talking about your feelings. No. Catholic. Did you just ask if I was Catholic? Yeah. How did you know that? I, I mean, I'm not, but my family is. Yeah. Okay. No, I know what's up. Don't worry. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You talk to people long enough. You, you know, people call those, um, what's that thing? They say you're not supposed to generalize. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I don't know. It's wow. Pretty, yeah. You know, don't generalize about people. People are individuals, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Sometimes. You know what I mean? I, mean, <laughs> I feel like I just like talk to a, a psychic or something. That's crazy. No, just a guy who's recorded <laughs> almost a thousand podcasts. That's all. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Although... Give yourself a gold star because you are the first person whose ass exploded during their story. So <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say at the beginning, I was like, I feel like I have a diagnosis story that I have not heard yet. 
I have to be honest, like I get so excited when somebody tells me something and I think no one's ever said this before. It, it really <laughs> makes me feel like I'm digging deep, no pun intended on the butt thing. Like I'm digging deep and oh, like, and trying to like really, like I'm like, wow, we are finding like different angles to this. You know what I mean? Like everyone doesn't come on and tell the same story over and over again, even though it's about being diagnosed. Um, and I appreciate that. But anyone listening who has any kind of stories like this, you Please get on the podcast. I love hearing about stuff like this. I really do. I have, you have no idea it's early. I don't like, I, I, I record at 9 a.m. sometimes my time, but it's not that frequently. And when you started talking, like this morning, I was like, all right, Scott, you're making a podcast. Like, pull yourself together. You know what I mean? Like, let's get going. And I yeah. am jacked up now. Like, I swear to you, I have, like, I'm so ready <laughs> for this day. <laughs> like, just, Love hearing that story. Uh, I have the right job. You get to go about your day and you're like, I I heard about someone's butthole this morning. Like everything is, I'm I'm just so jacked up. Katie, I can't tell you that I'm going to tell four people about your ass today. (laughs) Scott, I don't know if you realize, but like how many listeners do you have? A few. They're all going to hear about it. Yeah, yeah. A lot of, (laughs) I'm saying in my personal life, I want to be like, oh my God, how are you? Yeah. You want to hear a story about a girl you'll never meet? And then, um, and plus the, (laughs) and the best part of this is that, before we began recording, I saw your boyfriend's name, and right, we started with the porn star thing. Oh God, porn- I wasn't that wasn't recording during he, that. No, we oh. weren't recording during that. But your your boyfriend has a porn star name, which is absolutely like it's just I don't know. The whole thing's delightful, Katie. Unless you say something absolutely horrifying between now and the end, this is going to be the most fun I've had making the podcast this week. So. Um, <gasps> That makes me feel so special. It really should. I have so <laughs> I have so many inappropriate questions about it that I'm not going to ask because I'm polite, even though people probably don't think that's true. Um, Thank you. I'm probably going to have my mom listen to this. So yeah. Oh no, I had all like you were you were like <laughs> laying out the story, and I was like, I wonder if she was shaved the way she wanted to be before this. Oh happened. my god! Right? Like, did you protect your lady parts from like the pus and the like the Right? Like all that stuff. I was worried you had an infection when it was over. You have no idea what was running through my head that I didn't say. <laughs> I'm really glad you didn't. Oh my God. Well, I said it. I found a way to say it anyway without actually asking you. Like, right. And I don't actually have to answer. So exactly. Because it was all in the like abstract. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. There's a little trick in case you ever want to use it. Uh, okay. So you have diabetes now. Everybody's on board that this is happening. Your infection is cleared up. And do you go back to the people you work with and go, hey, you guys are terrible at your job? <laughs> um, well, you know, like I said, I don't work in the emergency room. And I understand, like, when you come into the emergency room, a lot of people don't really realize that. But, like, they see your main complaint on the paper and they're like, okay, let's fix this main complaint. Super you know? focused. Yeah. Okay. Their, their job isn't to figure out whatever else is wrong with you. They're they should stop- be off for that. Oh, oh, you know, emergency, emergent. I get it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. But I did, um, you know, I told my coworkers on the floor I worked on, you know, Hey, uh, you know, that hemorrhoid I thought I had, it's actually type one diabetes. diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> and they all were like, what? You know, everybody was shocked and I had to go through the whole experience again. And yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's the thing. Wow. That's yeah, then You have to go tell everybody because everyone knew you didn't feel well. Right. You're yep, probably yeah. telling coworkers like I can't sit down, this hurts. I probably have a hemorrhoid. Yeah. I mean, um, we're nurses. We talk about, you know, our health stuff. Like I know way more about a lot of my coworkers than I probably should. Yeah. But 
Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it was, it was hilarious too. And kind of embarrassing. Like we would get new employees show up and my friends would be like, Hey, this is Katie. Have her tell you about her type one diabetes story. And I'm like, Hey, quit it. (laughs) (laughs) The first day here, break the ice. Remember the day your taint hurt Katie? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Bring the new girl. Yeah. Bring the new girl over and let her know about it. Welcome to the new the unit, new employee. <laughs> While the new employee is thinking like, so I work with a bunch of nurses who thought that diabetes was ass pain. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to know more than everybody in five minutes. <laughs> did you go to an, uh, did you go to an adult endo? Did you go to your mom's endo? Oh, no, no, no. I went to an adult endo. Okay. Like found your own doctor, started fresh? Yeah. It's in the same, I mean, the area I'm in is kind of ruled by one health system, Um so it's the same kind of office, but a different endo. I kind of just took the, because it took, gosh, at least a month or so to get in um, with the endo. Yeah. And that was even just for like a virtual visit. I didn't, I, I still haven't met my endo in person. Wow. Um, but yeah, I just kind of took the first one that was able to get me in. Okay. Uh, that That's happened around where I live too. It, it almost feels like a mobster went to every doctor and said, you work for us now do it yeah. you know and suddenly a doctor you've been using for years is like i'm now part of the blah 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 health system i was like yeah they got to you huh you, you know like it's, <laughs> it really feels like that sometimes because you know the doctors get sold on the like we take care of the billing we do this all you have to do is be a doctor and they're like oh that does sound good well honestly with like your own malpractice insurance and all that stuff as a physician it's hard to have an individual mm-hmm. practice now it it kind of just makes more sense to be a part of a system on their end. Yeah, no, I I, I can see how it's just funny how it they fall like dominoes. Oh know, yeah, right. Um, okay, so I, I so I'm super interested. You have you have four people you're closely related to that have diabetes. You know, have it. Do you go to them to commiserate? Do you go to them for advice, or do you just pretend you're an island unto yourself and just start fresh on your own? Um. <laughs> probably a little mixture of both. Um, I know my little cousin, she's, oh my goodness, I don't know how old she is. I think she just turned 13. So at this point she was around like 12 or something. And I know that she had kind of mentioned to her mom, like, why am I the only kid in the family that has this? You know, why am I the only of the cousins that has this kind of thing? Um, So I pretty much immediately called her up and was like, hey, you're not the only one now. Yeah. Um, so I, I really kind of wanted to offer her some some camaraderie and support. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't really go so much for advice because I don't know. I don't. I don't really know their management. Um, you know, I don't know my cousin's A one C or anything like that. Sure. Um, but I did. You know, my mom offered up a lot of advice. I don't know that I necessarily asked for advice, but. I know she's going to listen to this, but like yeah. being serious, so I won't choke through this part, right? So being serious, did as you and her, and she were talking, you and she is that right? You, you and, and she, you she, and her, her would have been wrong, wouldn't it? I think it's she. I think it's one of those things where I, she sounds weird, but that's correct. I, I might have got that right. Wow, I'm so impressed. If that's right, somebody, <laughs> you know what? I almost said somebody sent me an email. Nobody sent me an email. I'm. You're going to get so many emails. Six months behind on my email. Nobody email me. Uh, (laughs) But when the two of you spoke about it, um, did you find yourself thinking, ooh, that's not how you should be doing that, mom? Or did you think, okay, like, I don't know anything about this, so this is a good base of information? Um, 
I'm not going to lie to you. I kind of have always been that like that kid that's like, oh, I know better than my parents kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, so I tried to be open-minded and listen and my mom did, you know, give me really good advice, but I mean, she definitely has a more traditional way of managing things. Um, when I was diagnosed, she was on MDI. Um, I think she's had a pump in the past before. And then shortly after I got diagnosed and got on a pump, she started talking to her and Doe again about getting on a pump. Um, so we've kind of helped each other in that way, but yeah, she definitely had like some more outdated advice at times. Um, you know, I, I would tell her that like, I would go to bed at, you know, and my blood sugar would be 80 and she'd be like, aren't you afraid you're going to drop overnight? And I'm like, no, nah, it's, it's fine. Um, yeah, well, she, she was so, how, she was so used to going to bed at like 120, 130, 150 kind of thing. And how long has she had type one? Um, she was diagnosed when she was, I think six. So that would have been 1964. Okay. All right. So she didn't have the same gear. She, yeah, she was, she was living a different situation now. Oh yeah. It's totally different. She told me all about, I just listened to a podcast you recorded where I think it was a lady around my mom's age. And she talked about like the boiling, the needles and all that stuff. Like, yeah, my mom's told me. I think she actually had to do that. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, that's it. So when you hear her say that and then you look at, did you have a new respect or understanding after she explained and you kind of held it up against what you do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, even like, it's interesting because my endos advice sometimes is more similar to what my mom was telling me. Um, so I'm like, you know, and my mom listens to her endocrinologist and makes adjustments based off what her endocrinologist says, you know, and like, I was like, she's still getting, you know, this semi outdated advice. So, mm-hmm. you know, I can't, it's not like you can blame her for no, no, thinking not the way all. she thinks. No, you know? of course not. I mean, honestly, taking diabetes out of it, it's sort of like, I don't know, when I was growing up, my grandmother would be like, here, watch this. This is amazing. It's Lawrence Welk. And I was like, what the hell are we doing here? Like, this is not entertaining. It's not amazing. But she thought it was. Like, she came from a time where, like, that guy was entertainment. I know that's a reference, Katie. You have no context for it whatsoever. I was just going to tell you, I have yeah. no clue who just, Lawrence Welk is. No. Do you know the woman I spoke to yesterday didn't know who Perry Como was? Do you know who Perry Como is? No. Do you sing Christmas songs at Christmas time? Yeah, you yeah, definitely know who Perry Como is. Oh, okay. All right. Then yes, I know who Perry Como no, is. No, you don't. You're a liar, Katie. <laughs> you're, you're, Maybe. Su- you're super open with your butt, but not with what your knowledge of Perry Como. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I wedged that in there. Much like I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much like you had to wedge that gauze in your ass after that thing exploded. Oh God, here, here they come. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's no reason to say butt a bunch of times anymore. We're done right, with that no part more. of the story, right? So, okay, so your mom's stuff is a little antiquated. Is it fair to say that when it comes to diabetes, I'm your mom? Is that what we're talking about right now? Or you got no? The, don't say that. <laughs> Let her. You know, she's helpful. <laughs> oh, where do you? So, how do you find me so quickly? Um, the good old Google, I think, or no, maybe it was on like a Facebook, you know, I, I go straight to type one diabetes, Facebook groups and, Mm -hmm. you know, I dive right into, I, I like to learn. Um, 
when I focus on something, I like try to learn everything about it. So within like a week or two, I was on all these Facebook groups. I found, you know, all these books and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, I found you pretty quickly. Wow. Tell people you don't actually use the other groups anymore. Mine's the only one, right? That's the only group I'm in. Are you just being polite or is that true? <laughs> Honestly, um, that's the only one that I actually am semi-active in, I guess. I think I've posted in there a couple of times, yeah. but yeah, the other ones I kind of look at sometimes and they're just, sometimes they're just kind of sad. Yeah. Um, I, I have a good feeling about mine actually. So yeah. I, yeah. Yours is good. I like how it works. It's all attitude, right? You just pick an attitude and you decide this is how we're going to be. Yeah. Uh, I get, I get notes like that, that I, you know, obviously, obviously Katie, I don't jump on this podcast and become a different person. So, um, but I get so many notes about like you make diabetes easier because the way you talk about it or like that you interject humor into it. And I'm always like confused by that. I'm like, I don't purposefully interject humor into diabetes. I just actually find some things funny that I think other people don't find amusing. That's all. So, um, but I like well, also too, like, you know, if you're going to live with a chronic illness, you got to, you got to make some jokes about it time, time. Yeah. You can't be so serious, right? It's uh exactly. Yeah. yeah it, it, it's a bummer. I mean, it's already a bummer. You have diabetes. So like, making it more of one is just, uh, it's just piling on. Um, yeah. That was way. one thing, you know, I, we talk about how great my boyfriend is after the whole incident. We're not, not going to talk about it anymore, of but uh, he, you know, soon after I kind of, I got a little bit down, you know, I was like, Oh God, like I, I couldn't even take a pill every day consistently. Like I, I don't know. I never had to deal with anything like that. So I was like, how am I going to do this? You know, blah, blah, blah. And he kind of just looked at me and he was like, this is what you do now. Um, there's no sense in being upset about it or sad or worried about it. You just, you just learn about it and you just do it. So, yeah. Well, that's, I mean, listen, great advice. That's boy perspective right there too. It is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> What are we going to talk about this more? Just do it. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> That's his attitude on everything. Like, why are you worried about that? It's, it's going to work out. I'm like, how do you know? Yeah. Cause we're boys and we don't have the ability to wonder the other thing. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if we were all girls or all boys? Like, you know what I mean? Like if everybody had like a, like that men classic boy mentality of like, it'll be fine. Put your head down, walk forward. We'd all just be disconnected and running into walls. Um, yeah, and if much. we were all girls, with the like, oh, what if this happens? And we'd all be, nothing would ever get done, right? We just sit in a circle and worry <laughs> the whole time. So exactly, it's interesting. Um, it, it is really interesting how people can balance each other out. Um, so, have you? Did you find it difficult in the beginning, or were you like to do everything you were supposed to do, or did you pick it up pretty quickly and just do it? Um, I feel like I picked it up pretty quickly. Um, I don't know. I just. I, I kind of just like did it. I don't know. There's not really a good, I wish I had better, you know, like, oh, I went through this, this, and this. And, you know, I kind of was just like, okay, um, I want, I'm still young. I want kids someday. I want to be around for grandkids. Like I also, I should specify that I worked on at that point, um, I worked on a vascular and cardiac surgery floor. Okay. So I saw a lot of diabetics come in and get amputations and I saw all the bad side of, you know, mm -hmm. uncontrolled diabetes. And so I developed more, I think, a fear of highs than I did of lows. Oh. I hear a lot of people say like they're so scared of going low 
I was never scared of going low. Mm-hmm. Like I've always been, I get a little panicky when I start going high. Okay. Yeah. So what I was saying must have, um, like you must've been like, Oh, I agree with this idea. Like when I say, um, like I wake up every day thinking I'd rather stop a lower falling blood sugar than fight with a high one. Like that's a hundred percent, especially mantra. after I had my first like real, real low. And I mean, I was, I tested, I didn't have a CGM or anything at that point. And I tested and I was like 23. Um, I was home alone and I was like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, drink about a gallon of juice and we'll get it up and we'll be fine. And after I came out of that with like no issues, I was like, okay, I, you know, I can handle it low. Mm. Mm. Okay. Which is maybe a little bit of a scary, like my endocrinologist is probably, you know, cringing hearing that, but. (laughs) Well, I mean, listen, I think it's the only way to do it. Otherwise you get a blood sugar that's up and you spend the next three or four hours messing with it. Exactly. It took me, you know, I mean, that one probably took me a little longer to bring up. It probably took me like a half an hour to bring up to, you know, normal. But Mm. I hate, hate, hate fighting a high blood sugar. How, um, how, how low do you think you were in that moment? Um, my, my meter said 23 or 27, I think. That's low. Yeah. 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 It is really low. Did you, did you have (laughs) any feeling of like, did you think you were going to have a seizure? Uh, no, I, I didn't like, I just, I was pretty, it it felt like being really drunk, honestly, you know, Mm -hmm. um, the seizure didn't even really cross my mind, but (laughs) I went back to work and I was talking to one of my coworkers and they were asking me about the diabetes and they were like, you know, what's, how's the lowest you've ever been? And I was like, yeah, one time I tested and I was 23 and (laughs) one of my coworkers popped up and he's like, yeah, I had a patient one time whose blood sugar was 23. He died. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I probably shouldn't let that happen again. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was going to tell you, Katie, that, that's really low. So It is. I, it is. <laughs> I don't want your listeners to think like I walk around at 23. That happened one time. Yeah. Yeah. When I say I'd rather stop a lower falling blood sugar, I mean like a 70 diagonal down. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. <laughs> but like, honestly, I, I think, and my endocrinologist gets on me about the lows. Like I said, I don't have lows that bad anymore, but mm-hmm. uh, like I, I get so afraid of highs sometimes that I end up going too low. Okay. Kind of frequently. When that happened, did you have a, well, first of all, I don't know. Do you, uh, are you MDI? Do you have a pump? I have a pump. And do you have a CGM of some kind? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the way you answered makes me think you have a Medtronic or a T-Slim. No, no, I have an Omnipod. You have an Omnipod? Oh, mm-hmm. usually when people are like, are going to say things that are advertisers. They're so happy to say them. And I thought, oh, you're trying to save my feelings, but you don't have to do. Uh, but like people can say what kind of pump they have. <laughs> it's uh, What about CGM? What are you using? I use a Dexcom. Okay. So were you wearing it when you got that low or no? No, that was like within, that was probably like within a few days of starting insulin. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Um, so when I first got diagnosed, um, we were planning a trip to Nashville and I was like trying to get my insulin sorted out before going to Nashville mm-hmm. and I wasn't able to get it. Um, because like, I, I didn't understand that the, with my insurance I had through the hospital, I had to get the insulin at the hospital's pharmacy. I couldn't use like CVS or anything like that. Um, 
so I like just went to Nashville for the weekend after being diagnosed with like no insulin. Mm-hmm. Wow. Zero out of 10 would not recommend, but. Wow. So you just like, it's so new. You don't really know what you're doing, right? Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. You're like, you probably, you probably went to work, you know, you're having this low, when you have this low blood sugar, you're probably like, you know what? It's fine. I'm going to eat. I'm going to take my insulin the way I'm supposed to. And then I'll run around and be a nurse for 12 hours without thinking things like, you know, running around might be exercise and exercise could drop your blood sugar and blah, blah. You don't know about any of it. And your mom doesn't even know to tell you about it because she would never do that. I would imagine. I'm sure. Right. And it's so crazy that like, you know, I, people hear that, you know, oh, I have family members that are type one and I'm a nurse. And like, so I, I feel like I was expected early on to just know everything about it, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And that definitely was not the case. Yeah. I feel like you don't really know anything. yeah, you don't know anything until you kind of have to figure it out on your own, no matter what experience you have with it already. Yeah. I always think it's interesting too, when medical people come on and talk about it, like there was an episode on this week, the guy's like an orthopedic surgeon, his kid gets diabetes and you know, he didn't know anything yeah. about it either. Like nobody, nobody knows. I make, I used to make this point all the time. Like nobody knows anything about anything that doesn't impact them. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. You know, and that's what, you know, I, I would hear patients say sometimes like, oh, you know, I know my body. I know more about this. And I, early on, I was kind of ignorant maybe. And I was like, well, but you're not a medical professional. What do you know? But now that I've, I'm living with something, I'm like, dang, they, they were right. You know, Um, you do know your body better than anybody else. Crazy. It really is crazy how quickly it can become the truth that you have a, a better handle on something that you previously knew nothing about. Than, yeah. your, than your doctor does. Yeah. And, and you tell people that. And and some people, are, I think, are met with comfort on that one. And I think some people are met with that, like, well, that shouldn't be the case. It's almost anger. They're like, that That couldn't, that shouldn't be. The doctor should know. They need to tell me. And I guess you have to live with it for a little while until you kind of marinate and, and, and you realize what the situation actually is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, uh, where are you at now? Will you share? Like, where does your, uh, what do you call success? What do you shoot for day to day? Have you, did you honeymoon? Um, I don't really think that I ever honeymooned exactly. Like I've always required insulin. Um, my insulin needs have definitely increased kind of over time, but, um, so yeah, I'm on the Omnipod and Dexcom. Um, my Dexcom settings, like during the day I keep pretty tight, um, I think I have it set between like 70 and 120 actually. Um I my last A1C was 5.1 um which I'm due to get that done here soon again. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm definitely not having the lows like I used to, you know. Um my main focus now has been trying to keep that tight range with fewer lows. So And is it working? Are you starting to figure things out? Kind of. Yeah. Um, I've had to kind of rearrange my schedule a little bit. Um, as my big thing was like, I would have lows in the afternoons when I'm off work, we take the dog for a walk at like three o'clock. And my natural instinct is to like eat lunch at like two o'clock. Um, so I'm starting a walk with insulin on board and trying to sort that out. Um, has been a little bit of a challenge, but yeah, well, you're so new at it too. It yeah. Just, you don't realize a year is like nothing. 
Yeah, know. it doesn't feel like it. it doesn't feel like I'm new at it. It feels like I should have everything figured out by now. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. I'm still crying. I, I was still crying after you. So <laughs> I do sometimes. Yeah. But. In the shower mainly. That's where I like to cry. Yeah. Yeah. Um I would go <laughs> in, in the broken there. shower. Well, see, you're giving away my personal secrets now. But oh, that's gosh, fine. I'm sorry. Don't worry I about forgot it. when we started recording. I'm gonna tell your I'm gonna tell your porn star boyfriend's name in a second. <laughs> oh uh, my god. <laughs> so but no, um, uh, yeah, back when Arden was little, I would just like Kelly would come home at the end of the day and I'd be like, oh, I didn't get a chance to take a shower today. Let me just jump in the shower. I'd just get in the shower and like cry. And then I'd be like, okay, I can do the rest of this day now. Um, yep. You, you got to just let it out sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just, it just is. Right. Okay. Well, I yeah. guess now that you brought it up, like, hold on, let me, let me text my plumber now that you're um, <laughs> um, putting your business out there. Well, yeah. I mean, now that people know my shower doesn't work. Uh, Hopefully people aren't going to assume that's your only shower. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I have two showers. I'm very fancy. There's two showers in my house. Bougie. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You have no idea how fancy everything is over here. I have a shower and another shower. (laughs) (laughs) Two whole showers. Oh, two. Yeah. Uh, It's it's crazy. It it really is. Like, there's just opulence everywhere. So, um... (laughs) We have uh, uh, carpeting in some of the rooms too. Oh wow! Yeah, not all. You hear that, everybody? Your uh, yeah. what is that cup of coffee thing you have? Yeah, that buy me people a send you money. I, yeah. I paid for a rug with it. What do you think? <laughs> you let Scott afford two whole showers. Yeah, I'm dripping in gold too. <laughs> I mean, you should see me. I'm not even sure that my t-shirt matches the sweatpants I'm wearing right now. But whatever. Um, does it? It probably maybe it does. I don't know. Eh, what is matching anyways? Arden makes fun of me constantly about my clothing. So she's like, that doesn't That's what match. daughters do. She's that doesn't match. I'm like, how do you know? It feels like it does. Or, you know, <laughs> she's like, it doesn't. And she just, rolls. but you're wrong. She doesn't even roll her eyes at me. She just looks at me with such disgust. And then it's, it's over. <laughs> she's like, how can you not know? I'm like, well, I don't know. So, um, <clears throat> okay. So this is kind of super interesting, ready? Like, um, you have a year into it. You're a nurse. You've got all these people in your family, and you are still going through the same exact stuff that everyone else goes through. Like oh, 100%. There, right. Yeah. There's no, you didn't get to pass go kind of a situation. You know, people didn't come up to you and just like drip this great knowledge all over you. You're you're starting just like everyone else. You got your, you, you know what I mean? Like, you. Yeah. St- if anything, I probably started out with like less information because. Because my doctor knew, like, I'm a nurse. I told him I had, you know, type ones in the family. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, okay, well, here's uh, here's some Lantus and Humalog. Take it, you know, as directed, and I'll get you an appointment with an endocrinologist. And then the endocrinologist, my first appointment, she was like, okay, tell me about yourself. Do you want a pump and a CGM? Like, mm-hmm. it, I didn't get like any education yeah. from anybody because everybody assumed, you know, oh, she knows what she's doing. So, you know, it's funny. I realize now I've heard that so many times. I just had a different thought about it. everybody's like, oh, the doctor just assumed I knew because I was a nurse. I wonder if the doctor didn't think, oh, good. Maybe she knows because I don't. <laughs> That's a possibility. Yeah. Like I do. Like I wonder about that, too. Like it just hit me. I was like, oh, I wonder if that's like a safety net for them. Not a oh, la- another not funny a la- story too. Um, I saw a diabetes educator with the endocrinologist's office like once. Um, didn't, you know, they were very nice, but I didn't find it excruciatingly helpful. Um, but I got a message from the educator I saw maybe like 
four or five months into my diagnosis. And she was like, Hey, we have an opening um, at the office as a diabetes educator. Like if you are looking for a new job, (laughs) I was like, I, I'm just trying to figure out my own stuff. Like I'm not really interested in that right now. That's also interesting, isn't it? Because the, yeah. the, the the insight there is, hey, you might not know much about this, but you probably know more about it than, you know, could you come on? But you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. no, there's no shining, there's no shining hill where people like who know are like, ah, come on over here. We've got it. Everybody's in the same boat, really. Yeah. Yeah. We're all just like, you know, um, what's that Titanic reference? Like Jack and Rose out in the ocean, like. We're all fighting over the door. <laughs> <laughs> Trying it, to climb up on the door. Was it not a bed uh like a like a headboard? I I don't know. I don't know that I've ever seen the whole movie all the way through. Wait a minute. You've never seen Titanic all the way through? <sighs> no, I don't think so. That movie. I don't watch a lot of movies. Oh. Oh, okay. You're one of those. Yeah. Um uh because that movie was so huge when it came out. People saw it three, four times in the movie theater. You know, I might have been like a year old when it came out. No, so I understand. It wasn't me. <laughs> I understand. Do you prefer Kate Winslet young or old? Mm, what? Like, I'll be honest. I don't even know if I can tell you. That's Rose in Titanic, right? Oh, my God, Katie. Katie, <laughs> listen, this is going to I've never I've never revealed this on the podcast before. But, you know, when you know, when couples are like, you know, uh, what do they call that? Like you're like, is Kate Winslet your hall pass? She is. Oh, okay. But I okay. like, but I like her older. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I don't know what everyone says to me. Um, Kate Winslet. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, why? I'm like, I don't know. Kate Winslet. She's not even my type. I feel like she's very like, um, classy. She's like a classy kind of pretty. I'm just telling you for me, it's Kate Winslet. Okay, I'm 100% Googling Kate Winslet now. All right. Hold on. Are you doing it literally now? Yeah, like literally right now. All right, so I'm in Google Images as well. Let me try to find one where I would tell you this is the Kate Winslet for me. Um, All right. She's in like a white long sleeve. Her hair is past her shoulder and there's it, it looks like she's standing in front of a piece of wood it's like three rows down from vanityfair.com um okay i'm looking oh yep okay that yeah kate, that kate winslet i would buy a car for okay <laughs> okay All that's right. fair thank you i i'm just saying this is my situation she's pretty yeah i it, i again actually not even my type now huh. any kate winslet pres- pregnant picture that Kate Winslet I would buy a house for. I don't even know why. I'm just telling you. Yeah, I don't know why you're telling me that. Yeah, but now you know. I want <laughs> okay, Kate, good I, to want, know. I want I want Kate Winslet to have my baby. I think is what I'm saying here. <laughs> right? This is getting personal. Is it? Because she's really rich and famous and I believe married. So and by the way, that's fair. I'm actually married as well. So I don't I don't think <laughs> any of this is coming to fruition anytime soon. I'm just telling you. And then there are pictures of Kate Winslet where I'm like, mm. I wouldn't let I wouldn't let that Kate Winslet clean my house. <laughs> and by the way, I don't have a house cleaner. But I was just I don't know why that. I do really wish I had somebody. Like, do people do that? Katie, do you do you ever do that? Like the um, do you have somebody come over and clean the house up ever? 
Oh, God, no. no? I can't afford that. I, I want that so badly. I can't even Oh, me too, 100%. To Actually, that's kind of a lie. Um, so I'm travel nursing right now. I'm mm-hmm. in a different um, state than I live in. And uh, my sister-in-law offered to clean our apartment back home um, while I was gone. So I guess if that counts. Well, I mean, are you paying her? Yeah, yeah, I paid her. All right, well, then it counts. Okay, then, so yeah, yeah, I guess I can say I have a house cleaner. Now who's bougie? That's so bougie. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Send her to me. I need her to, I just want, you know what I, I dream of, uh, like someone just doing like a one deep clean, like twice a year. Yes. Yeah. That's what she like clean, like thoroughly cleaned the bathroom, the walls, like all that stuff. Mm. It needed it. Yeah. I just wiped down a room. And as I was doing it, I thought, can I just get to the point where someone else does this for me? Please. <laughs> That's how I know, like I've made it. <laughs> when someone's wiping your walls. Yep. <laughs> Like cleaning out the vents and stuff. Oh, that'd be so nice. I know. I I, I really do have similar feelings. Um, I was. Oh God, I just had a question for you. Where did it go? Damn it! Damn it! This question was going to shape the entire direction of the end of the podcast. <laughs> All right, hold on. Kate Winslet. That had nothing to do with it. Oh, we did never settle, but they were on a headboard in Titanic, not a door. I think. Okay, good enough. And there was plenty of room on it. And there was no reason Jack could not have gotten up on that thing. See, I've seen the argument that like the density of the board or whatever, like wouldn't have supported both of them. They I don't know. didn't even try. <laughs> That's true. They didn't even attempt it. They did, And she's British. Those people are lighter. They have bones like a bird. That's fair. I I read that on the internet. I don't think that's <laughs> I don't think that's true. Oh, <laughs> um, okay. Okay. So Kate wins it. House cleaning. Bougie. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get my trying to get that my brain to say what I, I had such a good way to button this up. There's something about diabetes too. People are like, "Oh, good, he was going to talk about diabetes and the diabetes." Podcast. Yeah, I feel so bad. I feel like we haven't talked much about diabetes. I mean, you're, we kind of did. Let me, I'll bleep this out later, Katie. Your asshole exploded, so there was no way we were ever going to talk about diabetes. Do you understand? Oh, that, I should have right? known that. Yeah, I mean, honestly. <laughs> oh, oh, I found my thought. Okay. At the beginning of the podcast, you said, I'm going to tell a funny story. And that is usually not a good sign. Right. That's usually not a super funny story. Yeah. The layman don't really know what's funny. You understand? (laughs) Oh, I get it. I'm a professional. I know what's funny. And so uh, usually when people say that, I think, oh, hell, how am I going to dig out of this hole after they tell this (laughs) horrible story that nobody thinks is funny? But them, because, you know... It's like, it's like, um, I used to work for my uncle when I was a kid and there were mm-hmm. these short, like 15, I worked in a sheet metal shop. It was not a pleasant job, Katie. And, um, by the way, I have another question for you this time. I wrote okay. it down cause I'm not an idiot. I'm not getting fooled by my brain twice today. So, uh, you'd get these 15 minute breaks from this horror of a life you were living. You'd have some bad food. People would drink coffee for 15 minutes. You'd kind of relax and get up enough energy to make it to lunch, you know? Mm-hmm. And my uncle would sit down. He's dead now, so I can tell the story. And he would start to spin these yarns that were mind-numbingly boring. And he would get stuck on details that had no relevance to what you were talking about. And my best example is that one time he was telling a story about something. And in the story, there was a car or a truck. And he got stuck on what year like make model year the truck was. And he went to such lengths to come up with the answer to this that you just thought, 
well, the whole story hinges on this being a 58 Chevy pickup truck or whatever the hell he was saying, right? <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. after he found the year, make, and model of the truck, the truck never came up again in the story. Of and course not. Even, I thought you were going to tell me it was like a basic, you know, 1990 Ford Ranger or something. No, Katie, it had nothing to do <laughs> it didn't even come up. with what he oh was my God. talking about. It, it just, it, nothing. And I sat there, even as a young man, so angry that he told that story so poorly. Like, I I hated how badly he told the story. Um, <laughs> it, it just made me, I was like, you have all of our attention. I could be cracking these people right up now. And instead, you're telling us a bad story and spending five minutes in the middle trying to decide if Chevy made a pickup truck in whatever year you were, like, yammering on about. Oh, uh, uh. So anyway, when you told your story, I was like, Katie was right. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like to think so. It's, it's been a, a hinge of my like story. So yeah. everybody I tell it to is highly entertained, either highly disgusted or highly entertained. Maybe oh, a little bit of both. No, 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 no. That's just a good, <laughs> trust me. You trust me. Trust Scott. That's a good story. Um, what I was going to ask you about is travel nursing. Yeah. So a lot more money. Uh, Yes. Yeah, I I should I could probably say that. Yeah, uh, so I'm I'm hearing nurses talking about it a lot, and I have a friend whose daughter is a travel nurse, and I've seen some people complain about it. The hospital won't pay the employees they have a lot of money, but they'll pay a travel nurse to come in, and they'll pay them more money. Yeah, well, here's the thing that's starting to happen now is that like, and this is why I'm actually probably on my last contract at mm -hmm. least for a little while. Um, but the hospitals now are dropping the rates to where your actual pay is not much more than their own nurses, but you're going to be making money in like housing and food stipends and stuff like that. Um, oh, so they but, pay for your apartment. So uh, kind of like okay. your agency pays for the apartment sort of. They, you know, they use like a uh, government standards for tax-free stipends and all that fun stuff so, so. Uh, is, are the agencies actually maintaining residences and then moving people in and out of them some of them do but honestly no you usually just find like your own airbnb or oh, I you see. know short-term leases and you kind of find it on your own but you get this stipend every week the, to pay for it the person i know is using the travel nurse program to like expand their medical knowledge and to travel yeah Right. So like she went to Baltimore and she said that in six months she has now all of the skills she needs about gunshots, for an example. And then once she felt like it, once yeah. she felt like that hospital had everything she could, you know, she stayed a little longer and then boom, she went out to Arizona, I think. And I think now she's in Hawaii. Yeah, and, good for her. Yeah. She's just like kind of like gaining knowledge and having a, a an adventure, you know, in her, in her mid twenties. So uh, very cool. Yeah. That that's kind of our, our process. You know, we haven't traveled super far just because we're both really close to our families. So we've definitely stayed in a couple new places, which well, has been enjoyable. But now I'm worried Katie that you're, that you're supporting this boy. No, no, no. He works. He, he works remotely actually. Really? And he's in school. Yeah. Boy. It's a wonderful time. So he can just move around because he works remotely. 100%, yeah. I'm a sucker, Katie. <laughs> You're doing it all wrong. I am. I mean, I, I'm sitting in front of almost no equipment. This stuff could travel. What am I doing? 
I mean, yeah, he has like all of his, you know, company supplied computers and stuff and just packs it up wherever we go. Let me, let me be honest with you. Let's talk like Turkey for a second, Katie. Is okay. This boy making enough money to support you? Like, is he okay? Or are we going to have to look for someone else? No, no, he's, he's totally fine. And like I said, he's in school. He's getting his doctorate degree. So really? we're going to be good. What's, yeah. What, what, what's Smarty Pants getting a doctorate in? Um, he's getting a doctor education in, oh, he's going to kill me if I get this wrong. Cause we only talk about it all the time. Also, um, it seems I, like you don't love him if you don't know. So go ahead. <laughs> oh, I love him. Mm, I do. Not enough um, to know about his interests, but go ahead. Do higher education leadership. That's what it is. Higher education leadership. Yeah. I think his ultimate goal, I think he wants to be like, he wants to teach, um, college or be in like administration at a college university type thing can't do that remotely no no that's why this is a short-term thing i gotcha okay and you know we want the the kids in the house and all that stuff so is he no this intell- was just something we saw the opportunity and took it no i think it's terrific uh is he an intellectual yes oh yes he... you know some people think that's not a great thing really yeah you don't you don't hear that no i've never heard that okay I love an intellectual. I, I don't dislike him. I'm, I'm saying that <laughs> there are people who would say, look at me. Not, this has got nothing to do with your boyfriend, by the way. But I think there are people that hear that word. And there's, there's I think, pretty two different reactions. Like, I hear, oh, smart, educated person. And some people hear there's a person who has no real world knowledge who will then go shape young people's minds. Oh. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, he definitely has the real world knowledge. You know, he, um, you talked about working for your uncle or with your uncle. He yeah. like worked, you know, blue collar jobs for his dad and uncle. Like he's, he's been out in the world a little bit. Oh, well, let's be honest, Katie. He, um, he saw your butt explode. So I right. think I think really he's got a different level of understanding of the world than most people do. Seriously, <laughs> if you have children one day when they come out, he'll just be like, eh, it's just no big deal. Probably. I, I could totally look at this with no trouble at all. Let it's me- so funny, too, because he is like 100%, you know, doesn't do well with blood and guts and, you know, that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. he sucks it up for the people he cares about. Yeah. No. Or like, you know, our dog, too. He you know, he'll clean up after the dog and stuff. And you can tell he dies a little bit inside, but he does it. Katie, I didn't like that you held yourself up level with dog poop at the end there. <laughs> I thought that was <laughs> that was like the only other example I had. It was very unnecessary to draw that parallel. <laughs> you know, whether it's helping me with my butthole, Scott, or cleaning up after the dogs that can't make it outside. <laughs> my guy's a good guy. That's all. All right. That's all it boils down to. He's a good guy. Yeah. Boils, by the way, is something. Oh, my God. Some yep. get, you also said, by the way, please, please respect the fact that you said piles earlier and that that's an old euphemism for hemorrhoids. And I did not mention it. I did not know that. No, I know you didn't. But you knew boils. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We could do this all day. I mean, I could. You probably would get bored by it at some point. And the people listening, I imagine, would be like, oh, God, let it go. And I'm like, no. Yeah, just just, just we, end we, it. We can't. <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's just end it then, Katie, unless we, there's something that we didn't talk about that you would like to. The only thing that I kind of I, – I read back over my email that I sent you because it's been forever. Mm-hmm. The only thing I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit was, like, I, I see you have a lot of, like, parents – of kids with type ones. I don't really see a whole lot of like kids 
with parents that have type one. And I know like parenthood and stuff like that is something people who have type one kind of worry about. But, uh, you know, my experience at growing up, my mom and her sister, her one sister babysat me all the time. And, uh, I definitely saw some scary lows and stuff with my aunt. Um, I think I mentioned in my email, like I remember, you know, pouring orange juice down her throat or rubbing icing on her gums. Um, and like, even after all that, like I still felt like I didn't know much about diabetes, Mm. you know? So so who was babysitting who? Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Did they pay you when that happened? (laughs) No, I I was young, you know, but I'm going to need that 10 back. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even think they paid my aunt for babysitting. We both, you know, she was, she was like a second mom to me. So we both were just so. Well, then you get what you get. But, uh, (laughs) but so so your aunt at what age was having like significant low blood sugar? Um, She probably would have been in her thirties or forties at the time, maybe. And this is maybe, I don't know. How long ago do you think? 15 years This is like late. 90s maybe because i i was born in 93 so Mm -hmm. i remember doing this as like a toddler so all right so almost maybe 20 years ago yeah that's probably fair all right or more and so her so part of your aunt's management was periodically i'm going to pass out and you're going to need to give me orange juice uh yeah she just she was very like up and down up and down you know Mm -hmm. traumatic Uh, as a kid when an adult is being put in your scenario and you're being told this is the person taking care of you and you know, I might be taking care of them. I never really thought about it like that. It, it was just so, cause my mom had lows too. So it was just so normal mm-hmm. that it, it didn't really like bother me. I was just like, Oh, aunt Terry's low, better give her some orange juice. Like, I don't know. It, it never really like crossed my mind as something abnormal or weird. I wish I wish I don't wish. Uh, I wonder if Arden was your mom's age and I was your mom's dad's age, if I would have figured something out differently back then, or if it would have just felt like a thing that happens to you that you you can't impact. Because I imagine that's how they felt, right? Like, this is just part of it. Yeah, 100%. Like, you don't have the resources, you know, you don't have the whole world at your fingertips back then. So, yeah. It, it's just kind of like, this is what it is. This is what we do when it's low, and hopefully we can fix it. Well, my point, yeah, my, my point was is that most of the stuff that you hear about now on the podcast, it seems so obvious because people have CGMs and pumps and stuff yeah. like that. I I came up with this stuff before that stuff existed for us. Like, I was, like like, figuring it out the whole time. Like, there's no doubt that the Dexcom, like, it propelled me forward, my ability to understand what I was seeing. But I was like studiously every day trying to figure out what was happening to Arden so we could do a better job with it. And I well, don't- I'm sure you would have figured out, I mean, with the tools you had, I'm sure you would have figured out something like I, you, I referenced that one lady you had on that was about my mom's age. And I think she mentioned that her dad came up with some kind of formula with like fat and protein you know, even when she was young. Yeah. So, and working with beef or pork insulin or NPH or whatever she had at the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was a recent episode. Yeah. 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 Right, I feel right. like you would have, 
you would have done something like that. Maybe not the math so much, but you would have figured something out. Yeah, I don't you know? know, Katie. Like that's what I'm sitting here wondering. I was like, I'm, I'm like, could I have, could I have found a way to make the leap, or, or would it have just overwhelmed me, and I would have just said, oh, okay, well, you know, we'll keep orange juice and icing in the house because this is what happens. I just, I, I mean, we'll never know, but. But I feel like with your personality, like you wouldn't have, I mean, personalities don't just because you're in this time, you know, your personality would have been your personality then. Yeah. So I feel like your personality wouldn't let you just settle for, oh, this is what we do. Keep orange juice on hand kind of thing. See, that makes me sad, Katie, like, because I picture when you say that I picture your mom, right? And Mm -hmm. she's in this situation or someone like her. And for whatever reason, they don't come to the bigger answer or see the bigger picture or something like that. And then that makes all that time seem wasted to me. And then I have such a hard time with wasted time. Yeah. Yeah. That's why like I've tried to, you know, with my mom now. Um, So that aunt, by the way, has since passed away. She passed away a few years ago. Um, But I've, I've really tried with my mom to kind of instill the knowledge I've learned while also taking the knowledge she's learned and kind of combining them. And mm-hmm. maybe we can both come out a little bit better Yeah, with no, both our knowledge combined. I, I was going to ask you about that, but first I'll ask you, did your, did your aunt die from something diabetes related? You know, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, I don't think that there was, she passed away in her sleep. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think that there was ever, I don't think anybody was interested in autopsy or anything like that. Um, I I believe she had some kind of heart trouble too. So it was probably one of those two things. Yeah. The heart from the diabetes though, if if your blood sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, How old was she? Um, She was 50, 50 some. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry. 50 some, I think. Yeah. So Thanks. You, I mean, yeah. we were extremely close no, not to get too, you know, not sad and stuff, but yeah, we were really close. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it only makes sense to bookend a, uh, an episode that started the way it did with the passing <laughs> of your beloved aunt. So, um, you know, cause these things do not appear to mesh together well at all. No, but it has been a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're really getting to it here. Uh, I, I want to know if you're <laughs> We're like an hour and 15 minutes into it. And my childish brain has finally let me go back to other things. Uh, <laughs> I'm I, so sorry. <laughs> no, don't be. Listen. The way this unfolded is the way it unfolded. I think it was terrific. So we're not going to we're not going to go backwards here. Uh, but okay. I'm wondering if you are having you that I did not say you correctly there, but I'm wondering if you are having any luck imparting modern management onto your mom or if she's even interested in it. I think so. Um, like I said, I, she, so she was MDI and then she had a pump when I was young. I want to say maybe, uh, early two thousands ish. She had a pump for a while. Um, and then she was kind of just having issues with that. So she went back to MDI for a long time. Um, after I was diagnosed, um, I got, I got the Dexcom and Omnipod pretty quick. Like, I'm pretty sure I got both of those within a month or two of being diagnosed. Mm -hmm. And I kind of told her how much easier things felt with those. And she was like, yeah, I've been thinking about going back on a pump. Um, I was like, yeah, I really think that you should give it another try. Um, And she's, she's happy with it now. Um, And I've kind of, she's kind of started to accept that, you know, riding in the seventies and eighties isn't 
a bad thing. Did that feel low to her at first? Yes. Yeah. It did. Has her A1C improved since you've been diagnosed? It has, actually. Um, I think she was, I don't think she would mind me sharing, but I think she was like in the eights, maybe. And I think she's down into the sevens um, now, which she's trying to get her knees replaced. So she's also been working on getting her A1C down for that. I see. Will she listen to the podcast or is this too? I'm going to try really hard to get her to listen to it. Um, She's not very tech savvy. So it's probably going to have to wait, you know, um, till I can get over there and whenever it comes out and actually set it up for her. But I I would like for her to listen. Would you, would she listen to like the pro tips or the defining stuff? Do you think? If I can set it up for her, she might. Interesting. She's retired now, so she should. What is it? I mean, what is she, what's your mom's name? Her name's Pam. Yeah, Pam, what are you doing? Just, <laughs> I could use the downloads, and it sounds like you could use the help. So, like, let's just help each other. I think um, your A1C, Katie's probably in the sixes, right? Um, My last one was 5.1. Oh, my goodness. Never mind. And is that from Lowe's a little bit, or you, you mentioned earlier? Uh, no, I'm like, that one, I think, was less than, I think it was like less than 2% low. Wow. How are you eating? Give a style. Um, during, no, not really. No, no. I kind of just eat what I want. Um, I try to just, I've figured out what is easy to dose for and I eat those things. Um, with the exception of like, I go out to eat and stuff and that's usually the times when blood sugars get a little crazy, but, um, I almost, no, I think overall I eat what I want. I almost jokingly called you a cheater when you said, I found out what I'm good at bullying for. I was like, <laughs> Damn it. Get in the fight, Katie. <laughs> try, try to figure out French fries. <laughs> I've tried. Yeah. I've tried. It's tough. I know it is. Yeah, yeah. No, I've, I I completely know. I keep wondering when Arden leaves her school, how soon it's going to be before she's like, all right, I'm not going to eat that anymore. Like, you know, like I yeah. wonder if she'll just be like, I don't have the time to figure out how to bolus for that. Like when she's in college or. I'm, That's I'm, my thing. Like I dose, I'll eat during the day. I'll pretty much eat anything because I, I have time to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like. When I work, I have to get up at like 5.30 in the morning for work. So when we're planning dinner, and I don't get off until about 7.30 at night. So when I'm eating dinner, it's like 8, 8.30. I don't want to eat something that I'm going to have to be up late trying to figure out. Yeah. So yeah. If, especially for dinners, I try to keep it pretty simple. Yeah, you want to you want to sleep. Yeah, exactly. I need sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it all makes sense to me. Okay. Yeah. So um, I feel like we're done, but I want to make sure yeah. you feel good. No, I yeah, I feel good now. Good, because you gave and you deserve to get back. You know what I'm saying? This is yeah. the best story anyone's ever told. I mean, I don't remember most of the podcast, but I hear from other people it's good. So I assume there have been other good stories. I'm. Do you understand that concept, Katie, that I'm the worst person to ask about the podcast? I 100% understand. Okay. Like, I don't even really know what we talked about. So I'm sure, and you record so many of these, like, I'm no. sure it's all just a blur to you. Yeah, you started explaining something that you were just like, oh, and this woman came on and blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, oh, that sounds so familiar. <laughs> like, I'm sure that did actually happen. It yeah. went up two days ago, which means I've edited Yes, that. it did. Yes. I forgot about that. So that means I've edited that episode in the last 10 days. And I'm just <laughs> like, oh, that sounds so familiar. <laughs> yeah, I totally get it. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I don't know if you've ever, like, seen Isabel helping on the Facebook page. Yes, but yeah. she'll jump in and she'll be like, there's this one, this one, and this one. And I'm like, how does she know that? <laughs> that's, that's like, I tell her sometimes privately, I'm like, I feel like you know my life better than I do. It's, uh, per- 
it probably strange. does because I mean I feel like you probably go on like autopilot sometimes. I'm like, just I'm just talking like when I talk to people, I just say whatever occurs to me. And yeah, there are yeah. times when I think, like you know, Katie, I don't know if you realized it or not, what we really talked about today was you know nurses and medical people. They don't even know about diabetes, so you probably shouldn't feel too bad. If you're not a nurse or a medical person, you probably know as much as they do um, coming in from, you know, from starting at zero. We talked about, um, I mean, just kind of, I know in ways that it's not what we talked about, but I feel like it's what it's about, right? Like that there used to be ways to manage diabetes. They have not been as valuable for some people in your family, and you're now you know, you're now kind of blossoming with this new technology and new ideas, things like that. To me, that says that people keep up with technology, pay attention. You said your A1C is in the fives and you're, you know, only in a, a year. Makes it feel very possible, even though you didn't know what you were doing. You were. I'm so glad you're wrapping this up because I was so worried that like my episode would be one that like people don't get anything from. You oh, know what I mean? Well, so no, no, you're... no, not at, not at all, right? Like, listen, you had a. Uh, an abscess in your, I mean, it was in your butt, so it's funnier, but you you had an right. abscess from high blood sugars. I hope that sticks with people, right? Um, yeah. You know, high blood sugars can make your body, um, uh, it, it make it difficult for your body to heal from other things. Your mom is in a situation with just an a- A1C, which a lot of people would be happy with, where she can't get a knee surgery. Yeah. Right? So yeah, we talked 100%. about a lot of stuff. Like, don't let the fact that I cop to liking Kate Winslet in this episode and <laughs> that your butthole exploded. Don't let that mar what we've done here today, Katie. This has been a really uh, informative thing. And the best part is, and this is the trick of the podcast, Katie, is that at the end, that's what people will remember, but they won't know that they learned it. It's learning without knowing you uh, learned yeah. what makes it. It's what makes it accessible. I like it. And that's probably, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. That's what keeps people engaged and listening. If you sat here and just talked about, I mean, your pro tip series is amazing, but if this whole podcast was all like that kind of setup, yeah, I feel like, you know, listen to it. yeah, and it's just too much. It, can you imagine like if I sat down, what, what if we sat down today and we're like, Hey, this is Katie. Katie's 27. She's had diabetes for a year. Four people in her family have had it. Her aunt has already passed away, probably from heart failure, from diabetes. Her mom's A1Cs in the eights, and she can't get a knee surgery because of it. By that point, you'd be like, I am out. Like, yeah, I get, don't want to hear this. Get me out of this. And you lead with the butthole story. So everybody's like, trust me, no one shut this off. Because they're right now like, I wonder what else this girl is going to say. if she That's good storytelling the- right, right there. You got to get them engaged. Yeah, and... We did a thing where we talked about all your lady bits, and it wasn't even sexual. It was so yeah. much fun. It's uh, something my mom can still listen to. That's oh, good. Yeah. And trust me, <laughs> there have been times where people are like, well, great. Now my mom can't listen to this. <laughs> well, my mom's my mom was a nurse, too. So either way, she was going to listen to it. But Yeah, I figured she might have been when I stalked you on Facebook during the conversation. You stalked me on Facebook? You do yeah. that? Well, when we're talking, I need contact. I didn't know that. I saw the dog. I saw the boy. I saw you. I He's saw cute, you. right? I mean, I, I, I can't say what I was just going to say. <laughs> Why don't I just say it and I'll go bleep ahead? Don't it say out. it. No, I'm going to say it. And I'm going to bleep it out. Okay. 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 So this okay. this thing popped into my head. It is completely for comedy, right? I promise you. Uh huh. <laughs> I was going to say I'd let him give me a hand. 
which I wouldn't really do, <laughs> but I was trying like the most like farcical that's thing. That's a compliment. The fa- most farcical thing that I thought was also funny popped into my head, and that's what I was going to say. But this podcast, uh, people don't listen to for that part of my personality, so I didn't say it. Although, Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, and it's going to be hilarious later bleeped out. So that's why I shared. Oh, it I'm sure. Now. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, just think about it now. You know what I'm saying? Oh my god, you're, I'm gonna, you're... I'm gonna cringe. I'm I, gonna do all the things I listening the, to this again. <laughs> I saw the dog. I saw everything. Also, I saw two dogs, which confused me. Yeah, that's my parents' dog. I Ugh. think. Other people's dogs get in your photographs. Well, I used to live with them. Also, during this episode, uh, a spammer tried to put something up on the Facebook page, which I took care of. Look at you. I Googled. I, I, I texted with a plumber in times when you didn't know I did. Are you impressed at all, Katie, by my skills? I definitely am impressed. Shut up. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you're, um, you're, you're, you're terrific, by the way. And one of the oh, – you're, you're the kind of person and at the age where I – it gives me a lot of hope that the podcast is actually valuable for people because I really should be you. There's just no world where a 27 year old person should be listening to a podcast made by a 50 year old guy. You know what I mean? And, and that, and that you like the podcast, which you never actually said, but I'm assuming you do. Um, that, that, I mean, that, I've listened to a lot of them, so I should say that, but no, like honestly, when I first started listening, I was kind of hesitant because I, I think I've heard people say this before, like, well, it feels like it's really geared towards parents with kids with type one. And like, so when I first started listening, I was like, I don't know, maybe I'll pick up a couple things, but I mean, then I just really got engaged. Um, and I feel like I do pick up tidbits from everybody's stories, yeah. you know, whether it's a kid or an older adult who has type one or whatever, like it's definitely, you can pick up something that's useful for you, no matter who's talking. It's such a simplistic Listen, I, I get, like, we're all simple people. Like, people are simple, right? But people do that thing. Like, what's well, a guy? He doesn't have diabetes, and his diabetes knowledge comes from him taking care of his daughter. So this must be about taking care of kids with type 1. Like, I get it. Right, I, yeah. I, I get how that would happen. But, you know, there's a problem when people think there are different kinds of diabetes. And, you know, there's not. The way my daughter's diabetes works is about the way everybody else's diabetes right you know what i mean there's variables and there's personal impacts and stuff like that but for the most part uh insulin makes your blood sugar go down carbs makes your blood sugar go up etc uh, etc et like there's you know it's not it's not 30 years ago where people i bet your aunt probably told you she was brittle i i don't think i've ever heard that term before but oh really they didn't use the well term. yeah before like this podcast and the group and stuff like i yeah i don't I don't think I ever heard anybody really say that term. Aside of the word, though, do you think that was the the feeling? Like, oh, my blood yes. sugar just bounces yeah. all over the place. There's nothing I can do about it. That kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, they acted like they had a like a seizure disorder. Like, you could live for three months and everything would be fine. And then one day, just out of nowhere, oh, I'm having a seizure. And in instead of understanding, like, the impacts of the insulin, which is, again, no way they could know back then, uh, I don't think without decent technology to, to track it with, but anyway. Well, that's I think that's why people get so frustrated too. I know I have like when my blood sugar, like last night it started going up in the middle of the night and there's like, I couldn't figure out any reason why it was, you yeah. know? And that was like the frustrating part. I eventually figured it out, but mm-hmm. like, 
I think that's when people get really frustrated and upset and they kind of throw their hands up in the air and they're like, oh, this is just diabetes and, you know, this is how it goes and I can't do anything about it. But there's always a reason. Sometimes it's hard to figure out and it takes some time, but I mean, your blood sugar doesn't just go up or down. It's either too much or too little insulin, basically. Yeah, I I completely agree. Yeah. I just do. I, I know I can, I've had it be that frustrating for me and I can imagine especially if you're an adult, right? Or, or a young adult with type one, you're more on your own and you just mm-hmm. you go to bed with a blood sugar of 110 and you wake up and it's 300. And you're like, I, I was just, I was sleeping. Like, yeah, you know, and like this worked perfectly fine the last 89 nights. Right, and how am I going to be aggressive with this if suddenly I'm not going to need it again? I'm going to make, mm-hmm. make myself low, I'm going to be asleep. Like, I get it. Like, it's, it's, it, it feels unknowable and- there are still times when it's unknowable, but for the most part, you know, with good technology now and some and some decent understanding of terms and tools and stuff, you should be able to. Anyway, you should be able to get your knees replaced, Katie, one day without having to get your A one C down. Well, I'm hoping to not have to get my knees replaced, but yeah, definitely. Do you know the man told me the other day I might need one? Oh, really? I got my knee cleaned out. Right, it was all like painful, and I guess my meniscus was torn up. And so he went in there and cleaned it out. And then he told me afterwards, hey, there's a lot of arthritis on the inside part of your knee. Was that the interior? Is that how the body works? Interior and anterior? Is that right? You're a nurse, Katie. You should know this. Interior and anterior. There's like ligaments and stuff that are interior. What are you talking about? I'm like, isn't that how you measure your knee? Like the inside of your knee is the interior part and the Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Jesus, Katie. Come on. I didn't even go to... (laughs) We've been on this podcast a long time. Listen, it's an hour and a half. You're fine. What are you? You tired? (laughs) Yeah, I'm tired. All right. You have the whole day off. You told me. Yeah, true. I do. I have to go do things after this. Oh, that sounds You're going to flit around or whatever you do. I don't know what you do. And so anyway, um, he, you know, he comes out afterwards and he's like, you might need a replacement in like 10 years. And I was like, oh, great. Oh, that's terrible. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not as bad as kind of, it sounds. My dad has had to replace recently too. Hmm. He's doing all right. He's doing all right. That's not a shining endorsement. <laughs> well, I mean, I could tell you like it's been terrible, but it hasn't. He's yeah. he's doing good. Good. All right, Katie. I appreciate you doing this very much. <laughs> um, if you'd hold on for a second, I'd like to thank you uh, in private. Okay. Yeah. Sounds Thanks. good. Thanks. A huge thank you to one of today's sponsors. Gvoke Glucagon. Find out more about Gvoke Hypopen at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. You spell that G V O K E G L U C A G O N dot com forward slash juice box. I also want to thank the Contour Next One blood glucose meter and Touched by Type One. Come see me at that conference, touchedbytype1.org. And get yourself a Contour Next One blood glucose meter at contournext.com forward slash juice box. If you're enjoying the Juice Box podcast, please subscribe in a podcast app. If you're already subscribed, telling someone else about the show is another great way to support the podcast. And if you need something or are interested in learning more about one of the sponsors, clicking on my links directly is a huge help. Those links are in the show notes of your podcast player and at juiceboxpodcast.com. I want to thank you so much for listening. 
I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox podcast. And don't forget, if you're a U.S. resident who has type 1 diabetes or is the caregiver of someone with type 1, you can take the T1D exchange survey in fewer than 10 minutes. This survey is HIPAA compliant, absolutely anonymous, helps people living with type 1 diabetes, and supports the Juicebox podcast. T1DExchange.org forward slash Juicebox.